Okay, so have you ever had this problem? You've written the perfect character backstory. It's beautiful, it's compelling, it's tragic, and you cannot wait to unveil this hidden character pain to your audience. Just one problem, you have no idea how to do it. <laughs> maybe you have no idea how to even approach a backstory reveal. Or maybe you do, you've tried, but people tell you it's either too much of an info dump or maybe the opposite, it's just not coming across well to the reader. You know, you're not being heavy-handed enough. Well, today I'm gonna give you four different techniques and then maybe a bonus one for revealing character backstory easily and naturally so that it just unfolds and flows with your narrative, okay? Stay tuned. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on, and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help, because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers, and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. Okay, so... I remember having this problem a lot in my early writing days. I just struggled with how to convey this sort of thing. As with many things about writing, when you're just starting out, you tend to know what you want to accomplish. You know, you want to write well, of course you do. You want to convey this history or backstory in a way that's epic, in a way that makes the reader have an emotional reaction to it, in a way that really grips them and makes them latch onto your characters and your stories and really attach to those characters so that they have an emotional reaction and are kind of living vicariously and also rooting for the character, right? That's what you want, but you just don't know how to accomplish it, all right? Not only do we tend to be very critical of our own work as authors, you know, we always think our writing sounds amateurish, whether it's true or not, but if we don't know specifically how to do a thing or like what would constitute doing it well, well, we can't help to do it well anyway in that case, right? How can we if we don't have any clue how? <laughs> um, this is why knowledge is so important, I mean, obviously, but also the experience of it. So one thing I want to challenge you guys to do is to start analyzing what works really well in the books you read, okay? Usually you can tell by if you have an emotional reaction to it. So if you have a scene, you know, you're reading along and you just absolutely love something, you love the way the character was done or the way the scene was done or what the plot twist was, take a minute and analyze what the author did there. Try to step back, you know, out of your experience as a reader and see it from a bird's eye view and say, okay, what did they actually do structurally there to make that work so well? And maybe it is just the language they used and not something structural, but whatever it is, try to identify it because the only way you're gonna be able to duplicate it in your own writing, and of course by duplicate, I don't mean copy, but just apply it to whatever story and characters you're currently working with, the only way you're gonna be able to do that is if you can figure out what it was they did well and what it was they did right, okay? So by analyze, just figure that out, that's what I mean, and then try to replicate it in your own writing. See, 
here's here's the thing that I'm going to put forth to you today. Most people will say that there's a million ways to do any given thing in writing. So there's a million ways to accomplish character development or plot or backstory or whatever, you know, whatever it is you're talking about. I'm going to push back against that a little bit. I mean, of course, there's a lot of truth to it. When it comes to the details, there are infinite ways to make your story unique. And of course, that's true. And that's probably what most people are talking about when they say that. So granted. However, I would submit that when it comes to how to do these things, the actual techniques for doing them, again, as seen from kind of a bird's eye view, there might be multiple ways to do something, but I don't think that they're infinite. I actually think they're finite. I think there are only a handful of ways, again, techniques, to actually apply something to your story. So for example, what we're talking about today, I think there are really only a handful of techniques for conveying character backstory or character histories. As the author, you should try to master all of them, really. You need to understand them. You need to be able to identify them inside and out, backwards and forwards, so that you can use them to your advantage, right? And then, of course, within those handful of techniques, there are infinite possibilities for how you can make your story unique as compared to someone else's writing, right? Your characters will be different. The actual backstories or wounds they're dealing with will be different. Your plot will be different, your writing style. But when it comes to the technique, there are only a handful of ways to do it, or at least only a handful of ways in which it's done efficiently, (laughs) okay? And like they always say, in order to break the rules and do it in a way that is brand new and do it in a way that does excite your readers, you have to understand the rules first, okay? So you have to understand the techniques, you have to master them, then you can put your own spin on them. And that, learning how to master these techniques and then put your own spin on them, that is what's going to make you a truly fantastic fiction writer, okay? And we know this, guys, about other parts of writing. We know that there are no truly unique story structures. You know, we hear about them all the time. The most simplistic one, I think, is the the whole man versus man, man versus nature, man versus himself, okay? These are just story structures that we regurgitate over and over again, but the real gold, the real creation comes in our unique stories, details, character voices, all of that. So my point is that by recognizing these techniques, defining them, and then being intentional in our use of them, we will gain authority over them and can become expert authors at doing this particular thing. And there's a lot of these kinds of things in writing. There are literally hundreds, you know, that you have to master. And so that's why you will master them over time. And that's perfectly okay. Today, we are specifically talking about techniques for conveying backstory. So what are these techniques I speak of? Well, I'm going to give you four of them that you can test out on whatever your work in progress currently is. Chances are you've used one or more of them before, but if you were not being intentional about it, if you were not analyzing, as I tell you to do, you may not have fully recognized what you were doing. And it's possible that at some point you went a little bit off the rails. So could be that you had really good bones to how you were conveying your backstory, but there were parts of it that maybe started to slip or didn't entirely work. Well, if you understand what the technique is, then you don't have to worry about that anymore because you'll be planning and being intentional about it and then you won't go off the rails, okay? So um, take out a pen and paper because you're gonna wanna take notes on these. Now, remember, the number one rule about revealing histories and backstories is to not info dump, which If you don't know what an info dump is, if you're really new, it just means like stopping your story right in the middle so that you can entirely explain the history of the backstory. You are dumping all of this information onto your readers. That's why it's called an info dump. 
and it just it doesn't flow naturally with the story it feels like breaking the fourth wall as it were like you've stopped turned to the audience said oh by the way you need to know this about my character and then just kind of vomited out the entire backstory for them okay we want to avoid that it pulls them out of the story it does not flow well with your narrative um so i'm gonna argue that there is actually one way that you can stop your story entirely to reveal the backstory but the difference is in that case it doesn't feel like an info dump you're you're still making it flow with the narrative so i'll get to that it's actually number four on our list um, but let's start with number one, okay? I'm gonna give you how to reveal backstories and then I'm gonna use some examples. Number one, there is the dramatic or sudden backstory reveal. Now, this does not mean info dump. What it means is that within the plot, a major event causes a character to have to stop and explain their history because it just became relevant in a big way. Now, what I decided to use as examples for this is a movie called Inception. It actually, I was thinking about it, it actually displays all of these techniques in backstory, but that's because the backstory of the character, it's a DiCaprio movie, his backstory is extremely complicated. So it reveals it bit by bit throughout the movie and it uses all of these techniques at some point. So the sudden or dramatic backstory reveal comes because Ellen Page's character has an encounter with someone from his past. So he's showing her how to create the dream world and he warns her that she's changing too many things and it's gonna not end well. And then a character who is his deceased wife comes up and stabs her, <laughs> okay? And of course, it's in a dream. They wake up, they're okay, but it's highly traumatic for her. So at this point, you know, her character is saying, okay, what on earth was that? What is going on? And so then they reveal that this was his wife and that she died and we get some of the backstory, but it's because something dramatic happened in the plot and suddenly we need to understand what that was. So some of the backstory is revealed, if not all of it. So that is what we would call the sudden or dramatic backstory reveal comes from something happening in the plot where the backstory becomes relevant and so the character actually stops and explains the backstory probably to another character okay so it doesn't feel like an info dump because naturally we just need that there and it's dialogue between the characters so it's not you know the author stopping and just telling the audience that um, all right number two way to reveal the backstory is called the progressive backstory reveal as characters get to know one another and the audience gets to know them, they will eventually reveal their backstory bit by bit. So most people, even in real life, when you meet someone and first are introduced and shake their hand, you're not gonna immediately tell them your whole life story and your deepest, most emotional secrets, right? <laughs> That's just not the way it works. But as time goes on and as you get to know them better and trust them, you will reveal more of your history to them. And that can be good history or bad history. In terms of fiction, it's usually the backstory that you need the audience to understand. So they do this as well in Inception. As time goes on, um, that same character, Ellen Page's character, talks to DiCaprio and says, okay, look, we're working together now. I'm putting myself on the line for you. I need to know the truth about this. What happened? And he tells her. So again, it's just them getting to know one another. He trusts her a little bit more. He does recognize that maybe he owes her an explanation. So he naturally just reveals more of the backstory. That is the progressive backstory reveal. Number three, <clears throat> stream of consciousness. This is a little bit different. Um, this is when the character in the book reveals their backstory through internal thoughts. Now, I told you that you can't info dump or you don't want to. Um, but you can do this line by line. So as the character is moving through the story, as they're moving through their world and through your scenes, 
different little things might remind them of things in their backstory and they'll just drop a little line here and there. Oh yes, I remember when that happened or oh, that's kind of like when I was a kid and this happened. You know what I mean? They, they're just gonna be really slowly, line by line, at, in their thoughts, dropping parts of their backstory and the reader is reading them. Now, I don't have a movie example for this because this very specifically would not work in video format, okay? This is very unique to books because in books, we can be inside the character's mind and you can't do that in the movies. Um, so you wouldn't be able to do this unless they were like somehow narrating the character's thoughts or something. And I, I can't think of an example where anybody's done that. But you can do this in your book and it actually is an effective way to reveal backstory. Just make sure that you're not revealing too much at once, that whatever they're thinking about is relevant to what's happening in the plot and do it line by line, a little at a time so that it's not an info dump, but it does work, okay? The final way is to use a flashback or perhaps a journal entry in order to show the backstory. Um, this is completely separate from the narrative of your story in present day, okay? So it's gonna take the reader out of the current story and put them in a different place or a different timeline. This is what I was referring to when I said sometimes you can get away with stopping your current story to tell the history, but the difference is this doesn't feel like an info dump. First off, the info dump is the epitome of telling, okay? You're stopping the narrative, you're taking the reader out of their experience of the story to tell them something to their face, okay? And and reading it in a journal or seeing it in a flashback is not that, okay? It is still dramatized, it is still giving them the experience of it, and it's more like letting them live inside the backstory, just in the same way you let them live inside the present story, right? <clears throat> so you're not telling, you're showing the backstory. Um, the other thing is that readers are very used to seeing flashback sequences in stories, whether they're books or films or what have you. So it just kind of becomes expected. They understand that this is a piece of the puzzle of your story that they'll need to know in order to understand what's happening and in order to really get on board with the ending. Readers are smart, they read a lot, and so they, they kind of subconsciously know that. So a flashback is not a big deal. It's not something that's gonna necessarily jerk them out of the story. I mean, a little bit, but not any more than changing chapters will if you've you know done it well and transitioned well. Um, so this can actually be a really effective way. And if you don't wanna go through and just reveal it a little at a time and you would rather do it all at once, then a flashback may be a really good way to do it. Now, before I wrap up, I'm gonna talk about one more thing. I said I might give you a bonus, but this is, eh, it's kind of a bonus and it's kind of a what not to do. Um, this is actually something I would not necessarily recommend, but I know I'll get questions about it if I don't address it. So there is a possibility of using a prologue sort of structure for backstory. The reason that I want to address it is that we actually see it in film and visual mediums a lot, but it doesn't work very well for books. So let me explain what I mean. Um, there were two examples I came up with. Probably the most famous is The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. At the very beginning, remember that we have Galadriel's voiceover and we get the whole history of the ring, of Sauron, of Elendil, all of that. In the book, we actually don't learn all of that until the Council of Elrond. But the Council of Elrond, in the book, when we learn that, it's very blocky dialogue and it would just be a lot of them sitting around talking. So clearly in the visual medium, it's much better to show it on the screen so that the audience can experience it and they just put it at the very beginning so that we have the history as we're going into the story. And that was, don't get me wrong, that was very effective for that film. Um, another one that does this really well is The Mummy, the first one that came out in the 90s with Brendan Fraser. At the very beginning, we get Emotep's history, who he was in life and how he became the mummy. And all of that is a preface to when the characters kind of discover him 
already as a mummy, right? So again, it worked very well for that story and in that medium of film. However, if you do this in a book, it, it's a lot harder and it doesn't work as well. Um, if you think about the structure, like just think about what is being said in each of those cases, they are literally telling you the history, <laughs> word by word. It's almost like reading it in a history book or an encyclopedia. And the reason that it works for film is, is because we're also seeing it. It's also being acted out. So we can't experience it even though they're telling it to us. But if you were to do that exact same thing in a book, you would be literally just telling the audience the history. And that does not work as well for fiction because it's not fiction. It's like I said, it's like reading it in a nonfiction format. So I wouldn't necessarily use a prologue to try and tell backstory. I don't think it's a good idea. I'm sure there are some really skilled authors out there who could pull it off, but not very many. Um, I don't think I would ever attempt to do this. I will say that we get something similar um, in some high fantasy prologues. Now, we could have a whole philosophical discussion about this, and I would love to, but I don't think everyone's quite as nerdy as I am. Um, High fantasy prologues, sometimes they do show part of the history that happens like hundreds or thousands of years before their stories begin. And I'm actually doing something like that currently. I'm working on it for my Dragon Magic book. But it's still different. In those cases, number one, it's not telling. It is actually a dramatized scene from the backstory or history. Um, so it is fiction and not just telling. But it also tends to be just a slice of the history. And the reason that it's there are for different reasons than we're talking about. So when an author does that, when they show a slice of the backstory in a prologue scene, they're actually not trying to reveal the entire backstory. They are revealing a very small sliver of it and they're trying to create intrigue to draw the reader in so that they will be curious about that and they will want to read the story to find out what that was all about. But in that case, the entire backstory is still gonna need to be revealed at some point using one of the methods that I put above. So take take from this discussion what you will. I, I Like I said, I don't think I would attempt to do an entire backstory in a prologue. I think that's gonna backfire on you. I think it's gonna be an info dump. Um, but if you want to do a sliver to create intrigue, again, that's kind of a different thing that we're talking about here. Just know that it works much more efficiently for movies and visual mediums than it does for books. So I did want to address that because I know I'll get people saying, well, yeah, but what about this movie where they do that? Yeah, no, I understand, but it's a little bit different. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and recap these. The four ways I've given you to reveal backstory. There's the dramatic or sudden backstory reveal, which is where something big and dramatic happens in the plot and the backstory becomes relevant, therefore the character explains it. There's the progressive black backstory reveal, which is just as the characters get to know one another and as the audience by default also gets to know them, they slowly over time reveal more and more of their history just because they come to trust the people that they are around and want to tell them. Um, there's stream of consciousness, which only works for books because it is the character's internal dialogue slowly over the course of the book, revealing their own backstory through their thoughts um, based on what's happening around them that reminds them of their backstory. So there's, there's a relevance and there's a connection there. And then there's the flashback or journal sequence or something similar to that, where you are actually pulling the reader out of the present story and putting them into the backstory. Um, but again, you're letting them experience it in the same way that they would the current story, the present day story, you're just creating a whole scene around the backstory so that they can actually experience it rather than just being told. 
And those are the four types. And then just remember that it's possible to use a prologue, but I wouldn't recommend it because it just doesn't work very well for fiction books, okay? Um, that is all I have for today. I hope that is helpful to you in figuring out how to reveal your character's backstory. There is an art to it for sure, but I know you can figure it out and it's gonna be wonderful. Um, if you haven't yet, make sure to pick up my, free PDF that teaches you how to um, fill in your beginning, middle, and end of your story, the things you may need if you're stuck. You can get it for free, free download at bit.ly forward slash finish your story. And if you're at all interested in hearing more about my upcoming course called Fiction by Design, go to bit.ly forward slash fiction by design and join the waitlist. Just means that you'll be the first to hear when it comes out and to learn more about it. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful week of writing. Make sure and get those backstories efficiently brought across to your reader so that they just feel all the feels about your story. And I will see you back here next time, same time, same place. Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.